Chapter 1. The Unseen Cracks In the heart of a bustling city, in a glass tower that scraped the clouds, lived Henry. He was a man seemingly touched by Midas, living in a luxurious apartment adorned with the finest furnishings. Wealth flowed around him like an invisible river, his desires only a whispered wish away. But beneath this gilded surface, a deep and disturbing crack marred his existence. A crack invisible to the naked eye, yet felt in every fibre of his being. It was an average Tuesday evening. The city was cloaked in the darkness of a storm-laden night. Henry, sitting in his leather armchair, gazed at the storm raging outside. His eyes reflected the tumultuous lightning, but it wasn't the tempest outside that held his attention. It was the one within. His gaze shifted to an antique gold pocket watch resting on the mahogany table. A family heirloom, it belonged to his elder brother Charles, a memento of their grandfather. Its presence gnawed at him, not with need or desire, but with a strange, consuming compulsion. The air in the room grew heavy, his heart thumped in his chest, a cruel metronome echoing the rhythm of his obsession. He knew he shouldn't, he knew he didn't need to, yet as if compelled by an unseen force, his hand extended towards the pocket watch. His fingers brushed the cool metal, a thrill shooting up his spine. His mind screamed in silent protest, but it was a feeble voice against the booming gale of his compulsion. He pocketed the watch, a sense of satisfaction washing over him. He didn't need the watch, and he certainly didn't need to steal it. But the act, the deceit, the control, it was like an intoxicating elixir. As he sat back, the watch a cold weight in his pocket, the room seemed to close in on him. The once comforting darkness now seemed eerie, every shadow appearing to stretch and whisper of his guilt. The storm outside mirrored his inner turmoil, each thunderclap a harsh reminder of the unseen crack widening within him. Henry, the successful man with everything he could wish for, had stolen from his family. It was unnecessary, it was irrational, yet he was in its thrall, he couldn't resist. The thrill, the control, it was a sweet poison he was willingly drinking. Thus began the sinister dance of Henry's dark secret and his seemingly perfect life. An unsettling ballet of the man and the monster within, setting the stage for a horrifying revelation. This was Henry, a man marked by a fissure unseen but deeply felt, an ominous sign of the storm that was about to engulf him and his family. The watch, now a symbol of his dark obsession, lay heavy in his pocket, as heavy as the guilt that began to shroud his heart. It was a chilling beginning to a tale of unchecked greed, a tale that would not end in redemption, but in ruin. Chapter 2. The Hidden Illness The crack within Henry widened, deepening into a chasm of darkness. His apartment, once a sanctuary of wealth and comfort, had turned into a treacherous minefield. He saw the gold necklace belonging to his sister, the precious cufflinks of his father, the antique brooch of his mother. Not as the tokens of sentiment they were, but as trophies he craved to possess. Every family gathering became a venue for his deviant theatre. The merriment around him was a distraction, a smokescreen behind which he could act out his compulsions. His eyes darted around, locating the treasures he longed to steal. His heart pounded in anticipation, his hands itching to reach out and claim. It was at his niece's birthday that his compulsions escalated. Amid the laughter and the clinking of glasses, his gaze fell on a silver pendant, his sister-in-law's. 
The pendant dangled tantalizingly from her neck, the stones catching the light in a hypnotic dance. An unseen force gripped him, stronger and more insidious than before. He excused himself, slipped away to the quiet of the upstairs. His sister-in-law's bedroom door was ajar, an invitation he couldn't resist. He moved like a phantom, tracing his way to her jewellery box. His fingers closed around the silver pendant, the satisfaction drowning the nagging voice of guilt. Henry stood there, the pendant gleaming in his palm. The thrill was stronger, the satisfaction deeper, yet a cold shiver ran down his spine, the echoes of his guilt casting long, grotesque shadows on his mind. As days turned into weeks, Henry's compulsion swelled into an uncontrollable beast. It whispered in his ear, fueling his obsession, a maddening symphony that drowned out the last strains of his conscience. His family, oblivious to the tempest brewing within him, began to notice the disappearing trinkets. Confusion turned to suspicion. The once loving home began to suffocate with unease, the trust threading them together slowly fraying. Yet even as the world around him started to crack, Henry found himself spiralling deeper into his obsession. The man who seemingly had it all was now a puppet to his compulsions, a compulsion birthed not from need, but from an insatiable greed. A chilling wind blew through his life, carrying the seeds of suspicion and betrayal. It was a wind that didn't whistle of a coming storm, but of a tempest that had already arrived, tearing at the very fabric of his existence. A tempest known only to him and his corroding conscience. It was a wind that marked the beginning of the end, an end that promised not just downfall, but inevitable destruction. Chapter 3 House of Suspicions The house, once a fortress of love and trust, stood as a quiet monument to the disquiet that had quietly wormed its way within. The once innocent laughter now echoed with undertones of suspicion, the shared glances heavy with unspoken accusations. Charles, the elder brother, was the first to voice his concerns. He noticed the absences, the disappearing possessions, and the unexplained coincidences. His accusations, subtle at first, soon became pointed questions, each word a dagger dipped in distrust. The family gatherings that were once joyous became somber. The missing trinkets had woven a web of doubt that hung heavy in the air. The dining table was no longer a place for sharing meals and laughter. It had turned into a court, the family members unwittingly playing judge, jury and suspects. The sterling silverware clinked eerily against the porcelain dishes, every conversation an orchestrated dance around the gnawing suspicion. The once close-knit family was now divided, suspicion and confusion sowing the seeds of discord. At the heart of this storm, Henry watched the fraying threads of trust. A part of him rejoiced, the thrill of his secret remaining undiscovered, while another part of him writhed in a murky pool of guilt. He watched his family suspecting each other, their faith in one another crumbling, and he knew he was the architect of their downfall. The home that was once a haven was now a stage for his haunting theatre. Each family member was an unwilling actor, playing their parts in a macabre play authored by him. And Henry? He was the silent observer, the puppeteer pulling the strings, trapped in the chilling grip of his compulsion. The man who lived a life of luxury, surrounded by love and comfort, was now the unseen monster tearing at the bonds of his family. His actions, his obsession, was creating a schism that threatened to swallow the warmth of their home. 
leaving behind a chilling frost of mistrust. The house of suspicions, the broken family, the unsuspected thief. They were all but pieces in a terrifying puzzle, a puzzle that, when completed, promised only horror and despair. It was a puzzle being crafted by none other than Henry, trapped in his obsession, blinded by his greed and oblivious to the storm of destruction he was brewing. Chapter 4 Unveiling the Monster As the days turned into weeks, the house became a chilling mausoleum of trust, each room echoing with the screams of unspoken accusations. The suspicion grew like a gnarled tree, its roots plunging deep into their hearts, its branches casting long, dark shadows on their relationships. Then came the day of the reckoning. On an evening draped in an ominous silence, the family was gathered in the living room. The air was heavy, every face etched with a somberness that reflected the distressing tension. Charles, his face taut with dread and anger, held in his hand a box containing all the missing items. Before the assembled family, he opened the box. The retrieved items glittered in the dim light, their brilliance a harsh contrast to the grim atmosphere. The jewellery, the cufflinks, the pocket watch, all bore silent testimony to the betrayal that had festered in their midst. Henry watched from the corner of his eyes, his heart pounding an erratic rhythm. His secret, so meticulously guarded, was about to be exposed. The monster within him was about to be unveiled. With a deep breath, Charles revealed the thief. He presented a set of pictures, snapshots taken by a hidden camera he had installed, suspecting an outsider. The room fell into a deathly silence, the only sound being the whispered gasps of disbelief and horror. In the photographs was Henry, caught in the act, his face a mask of concentration as he pocketed another trinket. The room reverberated with the echoed shock of his betrayal. The glances turned to him, their eyes wide, their faces etched with the bitter taste of betrayal. Henry sat there, the reality of his unveiling settling around him like a shroud. His family's eyes bore into him, their hurt and disbelief a mirror to his self-loathing. The thrill was gone, replaced by a deep, soul-wrenching guilt. He had been unmasked, the monster within him laid bare for his family to see. The room felt colder, the silence deafening. The unveiling of the monster had shaken their world, shattering the illusion of trust and familial warmth. The family, the innocent victims of Henry's dark obsession, stared at the stranger amidst them, their hearts aching with a betrayal that would forever scar their lives. The day had ended not with a sunset, but with an eclipse, an eclipse cast by the monstrous shadow of Henry's greed, plunging their lives into a chilling darkness. The monster had been unveiled, and the family would never be the same again. Chapter 5. The Isolation In the aftermath of the revelation, Henry was banished. His family, still nursing the raw wounds of his betrayal, turned their backs on him, severing the ties that had once bound them. Henry, once the golden child, now found himself an outcast, condemned to a chilling isolation. The luxurious apartment, which was once his sanctuary, transformed into a cold, haunting mausoleum of his past. The walls, which once echoed with laughter and merriment, now whispered tales of his betrayal. Every object, every room, became a harsh reminder of his monstrous greed. The city outside his window continued in its indifferent pace, a stark contrast to his stagnating life. 
The once alluring skyline seemed like a distant, taunting mirage, the dazzling lights a mocking reflection of his fall from grace. As the days passed, the isolation gnawed at him. The bustling city seemed empty, the crowd of faces impersonal. The penthouse that once symbolised his success now felt like a gilded cage, trapping him with his guilt and remorse. His downfall was not just emotional, but financial as well. His family, in their justified anger, had cut him off from their wealth. Henry, who once enjoyed a life of luxury, found his reserves dwindling. His uncontrolled spending, coupled with a lack of income, threatened to plunge him into the depths of debt. In the face of mounting bills and increasing isolation, Henry's life spiralled into a relentless vortex of despair. He roamed the empty apartment, a ghost trapped in his haunted past. The gleaming surfaces reflected back a stranger, a man who had lost everything due to his unchecked greed. The isolation was a bitter pill, a reminder of the love and warmth he had stolen from his family. The echoing silence, the mounting debts, the guilt, they were all his companions in this self-created purgatory. A punishment he knew he deserved. The once successful man, loved and admired, now stood on the precipice of a total downfall. Alone and burdened with guilt, his life was a mirror image of the emotional and material damage he had inflicted upon his family. This was the world he had built, a chilling monument to his greed, a world of isolation, of regret, of an inevitable downfall, a world where the only sound was the echo of his remorse, the only companion his guilt. It was a chilling end, not brought on by fate, but by the monster that had lurked within him, a monster born of his own greed. Chapter 6 Echoes of Regret In the prison of his isolation, Henry was left with nothing but his thoughts. Thoughts that circled back to his actions, his obsession, his unmasking. With each passing day, the weight of his regrets grew, forming an oppressive cloud that threatened to suffocate him. His days turned into a monotonous dirge, his nights a restless dance of haunting memories. The echo of his family's shock and betrayal played on a loop in his mind, a chilling soundtrack to his fall from grace. He remembered their faces, etched with disbelief, their eyes reflecting the depth of his betrayal. He remembered Charles, his anger and disappointment piercing through him like icy spears. The love that had once bound them, replaced by a wall of resentment, constructed from his own deceit. His mother's face haunted him the most. The woman who had nurtured him with unbound love, her face had crumbled in sorrow, her eyes losing the spark they had always held for him. That image was a stab to his heart, a painful reminder of the emotional devastation he had caused. As he wandered through the echoing rooms of his penthouse, he stumbled upon the stolen trinkets he had hoarded. Each piece was a testimony to his greed, a mirror reflecting the monster he had become. The cold glint of the jewellery was a stark reminder of the warm bonds he had severed. In the eerie silence of his isolation, he heard the echoes of his past, the voices of his loved ones, the laughter, the shared stories, all faded into a ghostly whisper, drowned out by his echoing regrets. Henry's life had transformed into a twisted labyrinth of remorse. Each corridor led him to a different memory, each room trapped an echo of his past, each echo a chilling reminder of his transgressions. The labyrinth was a vivid testament to his destructive greed, each echo a resonating proof of his regret. Henry, once a successful businessman, once a loved brother and son, 
was now just a man grappling with the ruins of his life. A life raised by the fires of his greed, leaving behind only the charred remains of regret. He was a fallen angel, his wings clipped by his own monstrous desires. He had not just fallen from his family's grace, but also from his own self. The echoes of his regret were a constant companion in his descent, their resonance a haunting reminder of the destructive aftermath of his unchecked greed. Chapter 7 Inevitable Demise Henry's world was collapsing, swallowed by the churning abyss of his regret. The towering skyscrapers outside his penthouse, once symbols of his ambition, now looked like gravestones, each one marking the death of his dreams, his relationships, his life. In his solitude his compulsion returned, a gnawing beast that had retreated to the corners of his mind after his unmasking. But now it began to creep back, a shadowy spectre growing bolder with each passing day of isolation. He began to steal again, but this time not from his family, but from those who were just as wealthy and in his eyes as undeserving as he was. Yet the thrill was gone, replaced by a gnawing emptiness, an aching void that refused to be filled. His nightly exploits, once a thrilling game, had now become desperate attempts to escape his regret, his guilt, his loneliness. Each theft, each escapade was a cry for help, a plea to be saved from his own destructive path. However, fate had another card to play. In an ironic twist, Henry was apprehended during one of his desperate thefts. As he was hauled away, his face splashed across newspapers and television screens, he felt a strange sense of relief. The end, it seemed, was near. His trial was quick, his sentence severe. As he sat in the cold, hard cell, the reality of his actions bore down on him. The walls, stripped of any pretense of comfort, reflected his own bare soul, stripped of its pretense of innocence. His penthouse, his luxuries, his wealth were all gone. In their place was a cold, hard cell and the chilling realization of his greed's destructive power. In the end, there was no grand redemption, no moment of absolution. There was only Henry, alone and broken, sitting in his cell, his life a chilling testament to the corrosive power of unchecked greed. His demise, as inevitable as it was tragic, was not marked by a physical end. Instead, it was the death of his spirit, his morality, his humanity. The man who had everything, who took even more, was left with nothing but the echoes of his regret and the ruins of his life. And so, Henry, once a man of wealth and respect, now sat in a barren cell, a haunting symbol of the destructive power of greed. His demise was a chilling tale of unchecked desire, a terrifying reflection of the monster that lurks within the shadows of unchecked desire, waiting to consume us in its chilling grip.